I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. I'm Tony Hendra. And I'm Jeff Chrysler. And this is the final edition Radio Hour. Jeff, are you doing all right? Yeah. What? Why are you asking? Because of the terrible news. Oh, right. Wait. Which terrible news? That Brad and Angelina are breaking up. Ah. Citing irreconcilable similarities. Jeffers, are you there? Very funny, Tony. Yes, it was. Actually, it was the inside of John Marshall, one of our stable of writers and performers. We're not horses, you know. We don't live in a stable. Talented, hardworking, and sharp with his wit. Yes, indeed he is. Though I doubt John is really worried about Brangelina. There are more important things happening right now. True, there's the election. No. Police killing black people. No, not that. It's 90 degrees in New York in the fall. No, Tony. Important stuff. Like our album. Are there any triggers here tonight? Exactly. I still don't know if there are any triggers here tonight because not enough of our fans have bought, rated, reviewed, shared, and techno-remixed our album. Well, that's no good. Where can they get it? They get it on iTunes and at thefinaledition.com. Okay, listeners, you know what to do. If you want to heal the planet, race relations, American politics, and Brangelina, you must go by Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight right now. Please. Yes. Until then, enjoy another show. This is the, the final, final edition, edition Radio Hour. Man on the street. North Korea accidentally let the world see its internet, and the country only has 28 websites. The final edition asked the man on the street. What do you think? I mean, uh, 28 that you've seen, but there's 30 others that are all porn. One of them is Ask Jeeves. I think my favorite website is North Korean Farmers Only, because you don't have to be lonely. It's just one website. It's Priceline.com, and the other 27 are all the pop-up ads that come up when you try to use it. One website is a picture of cats, and the other 27 are how to cook those cats. North Korean Internet. The only internet with no cookies. This just seems like more scare tactics. They probably only have 25 websites, but they're trying to scare us by saying they have more. Their viral videos are just actual videos that have a real virus. I heard they're going to launch a new website pretty soon. They've been testing it. Yeah, but every time they launch it, it just crashes into the sea of China. Thanks for visiting North Korea. If you liked your trip, check us out on Yelp, write a review, say that we're not terrible, and that we will kill all Americans.
You wanted to see me? Yes! I need a status report on the attacks in New York. Much success, much success. We instilled so much terror in the hearts of the infidels. I need numbers. 29 people injured, whisked away to the hospital, shrieking in agony. Good. Thousands of New Yorkers living in fear. It's a city on edge. Literally, thousands of people are scared shitless. How many died? So far? Yes, so far. How many dead? Well, none yet. None? What do you mean, none? The bombs weren't really that powerful. Uh, We had two pressure cookers. Technically one. The other was a dud. Oh, fuck! But we did make great terror. Look, look at this New York Post headline. A city on edge. Mission accomplished, if you ask me. Not mission accomplished. Pretty good. Not pretty good. Not bad. Not not bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. What about the other bombs? The other bombs? The bombs at the Marine Corps race in the town full of prostitutes. Oh, the New Jersey bombs. Yes. How many Marines and prostitutes were blown to bits? Oh, uh, also none. Also none? The, the bombs went off before the race started. I trusted you to take the lead on these lone wolf operations. Yes, yes. And I appreciate that very much, sir. This has been an amazing opportunity. Your mission... Failed. Technically, we did scare a lot of people, sir. Many, many people ran for their lives like babies. You see, as terrorists, creating terror is our thing. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what we did. And now we can pat ourselves on the back, toot our own horns, stick feathers in our caps, throw fig leaves over our shoulders, high five, low five, up high, down low, and everything in between. Because we did it. We should be really, really proud of what we set out to accomplish. And for the moment, I will kill you! You're pointing a gun at me, sir. What about our shooter in Minnesota? How many people did he kill? Uh, well, he only had a knife. Hi, I'm Crazy Bill of Crazy Bill's Cars, and I've got a crazy deal on a Crazy Bill car. If you have bad credit, if you have no credit, if you have a documented history of borrowing money and moving to Poland, I want to loan you money on a car. In fact, if you have good credit, I don't want you. You're not cool. I'm only going to loan money to people who don't understand money. Then I bundle those loans into bonds and sell them off just like brokers did with mortgage securities before something went terribly wrong in 2008. Now look at this car. It's a 2014 Acura, real honey of a car. You don't need it. You can't afford it. It's yours for only $1,999.99. That's 6,000 easy payments. You cannot beat that deal. Someone can beat that deal, but you can't. Or how about this four-wheel drive Toyota pickup, perfect for the guy who never goes off-road or hauls lumber or actually needs a truck. Only 9 million easy payments of $19.95 and this truck is yours to sleep in. I got a loan from Crazy Bill and Crazy Bill sold that loan to a mortgage broker who sold it to a pension fund for nurses and there's no fucking way I'm paying it. Everybody wins. So come on down to Crazy Bill's cars for an amazing deal you shouldn't get on a car you shouldn't have. I'm Crazy Bill and I hate people. Crazy Bill cars have tailpipes that direct back into the cab. Hey, Louise, just doing my rounds. How's the Golden Throne? Well, Hector, as you know, the Guggenheim Museum has installed an 18-carat solid gold toilet as an interactive work of art in a one-stall fourth-floor restroom. Museum patrons are welcome to use it, and uh, we've been hired as security guards to make sure uh, nobody tries anything. And 
uh, you know, fill in the backstory. And you're doing a great job. Has everything been quiet? No. A guy just went in there a while ago and uh, he's been making some suspicious sounds. Just listen. Oh, 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 God, this is so hard. Ah, oh. What does that sound like to you? Like uh, he's trying to break off a piece of toilet, right? I think you're right. I can't imagine what else it would be. Oh, Wait, oh, oh, there's God, more. Please. Oh, God, I need this so bad. Please, God. Oh. No doubt he's trying to pry off a piece of the gold. Oh. This is where our training pays off. Oh, 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 yes, yeah. There he is. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, yes. He's got a piece of gold. He's coming out. Hold it right there, buddy. We know what you did in there. Uh, Oh, yeah, look. (laughs) What can I say? Sorry about that. Oh, you'll be plenty sorry when you're doing time in Sing Sing. What you did in there was a felony. Punishable by up to 20 years in prison. (laughs) Hey, guilty as charged, okay? But it wasn't my fault. I blame Chipotle. Don't get smart with us, scumbag. Louise, I'm going in to investigate. No, no! Don't go in there, please! Aha! Now let's see what you're trying to hide. What the? Uh, It's a trap. He left some sort of poison gas. My eyes! My skin! Everything is burning! Dude, I warned you! I can't breathe! Hector, I'm coming in! No! It's too dangerous! Save yourself! My lungs! On fire! Officer down! Hector! <coughs> Tell my story. Oh. You killed Hector! Ma'am, I'm, I'm sure he's just out from the fumes. Just wait up. Oh! I can't believe you just shot me for that! You're a monster. What you did was unforgivable! Yeah, Carper? Well, I got no regrets. I'd do it again if I had to. It's not like I even had a choice. It's in my nature, I guess. Tell my ma I love her. She always told me I should eat more fiber. This is uh, Officer Gomez on toilet patrol. Better send a hazmat team up to four and uh, uh, the coroner. I'm Ryan Lochte, and this is my vlog, the Ryan Lochte vlog. Am I blinking a lot? Whoa, blinking, blinking is rad. So after the Olympics, I was in a dark place. It was my bedroom, and my mom turned the light on. Then it was a light place, but I was still sad. People have been saying mean things about how I misunderinterpreted how I was mugged at gunpoint or maybe trashed a bathroom and got fined by security. Well, all I can say is, I have my knowledge, and they have their CCTV. So I was feeling down because I got a swimming ban. I went out back and I was looking at my pool and wishing I could swim in it because it was so hot out, and then my mom was like, that's just a swimming ban for competitions. And I was like, ja? And she was like, ja? And I was like, ja? And she was like, Ja. So I was like, Ja. And jumped right in like a bro and got my shoes wet. But that's okay. Don't worry. 
I have a lot of shoes. So I put on different shoes. And then I went on Dancing with the Stars because YOLO. Also, they said they would give me as much Mountain Dew as I wanted. Hey, you want to know a tip about dancing? Dancing is like an orange. Peel it. Don't bite into it. Learning to foxtrot. Remembering I wasn't in a pool and shouldn't just pee whenever I wanted. That was a big deal for me. So when people started booing and shouting how I'm a liar, that hurt real bad. And then they stormed the stage and held me up at gunpoint. So I had to break out my ninja moves that I was working up back home in my bedroom. And I was like, kapow, kapow, kapow. And then they ran away and I saved this Victoria's Secret model who was like, my hero. But she said it in Russian, which is cool. I'm cool with that. So ja, busy week, making people proud, doing what I do best, being Ryan Lochte. The Final Edition Radio Hour will be right back. Welcome back to the Final Edition Radio Hour. We now return to Overly General Hospital. Doctor, we have a patient. What happened to them? A gut really hurt. In my body. Okay, we're gonna have to bring him into a room and perform medical procedures on him. I heard what you said, doctor. I am replying, nurse. I need to see the person I'm related to. Do you know exactly what happened to him? Yes. He communicated with me that he got hurt at his job. What does he do? Something for work. I see. He's in a room down that hall. Medical staff are around him doing stuff, doctor. Which means we're the only two here. The sounds your mouth just made have reached my ears. Oh, female nurse, I still have emotions for you. Male doctor, I understand your feelings and feelings right now, but it was a complicated thing that happened. Yes, but that ended. It did. And now another complicated thing is happening. Yes, emotions and feelings. Feelings and emotions. Hey. Oh no, my twin! I didn't know you had someone who looked just like you! Well, there he is. Me. And that doctor is someone else. You found me. I'm not who I was. I'm who I am. Remove that wig. (gasps) Oh, plot twist! Now we have an altercation. Hey, I'm still injured. Person who looks like me, we'll have to put our specific disagreement aside... And do doctor stuff. So saith the doctor oath. If disagreements arise, you must put those disagreements aside and do doctor stuff. Nurse, get this patient's information. I have his information in the form of charts. Let me put those in front of my eyes. Yes, just as my brain sends signals about. What do the symbols on the paper say? There are results on them. Oh, oh no, no not, not results. results. Will the patient get better? Will the medical professionals feel more emotions? Will we find out anyone's name? Find out next week on Overly General Hospital. I like it here. Not as hot as hell, but also lacks that excessive cheerfulness of heaven. (laughs) You know what they say about purgatory. Wait for it. Well, 4222225, don't get too comfortable. Your wait is almost over. You know, if I weren't between lives, 
I'd say the suspense was killing me. (laughs) Ha ha. I'm sending you down to be reborn on Earth so now that in 2016, you can be the American president. God, I don't know what to say. I'm honored. You should be. It's always an important job, but in 2016, it will be crucial for the future of the world. Got it. Will I have a big dick? You should know. You'll be rather wealthy. Awesome. About my dick. And by the time you become a candidate, you'll have been embarrassed in the media. Oh, oof. I'm just gonna need an answer on that dick thing. The presidency is not about how big your dick is. It's about what you do with it. I'm just thinking, if it's big, I can do more with it. No, not what you do with your dick. What you do with your presidency. Yes, yes. I'm just saying, all the presidents up to 2016 will have pretty good-sized dicks. One of them was even named Dick. That's true, but sometimes the world needs change. It's okay. I can handle not having the biggest dick in presidential history as long as the guy before me isn't a black guy. God, I've got to follow a black president? You've got to be kidding me. What about my education? At least tell me I've gone to Harvard, Princeton, or Yale. God? When you are college age, they won't let you in. Oh my God. I'm black. Oh, yes. I'll have a huge dick. Stop perpetuating stereotypes. That's what I'm trying to change. You won't be black. Oh. What? So, I won't get into those schools because why? I'm just a shitty student? No, you were a phenomenal student. Okay, what? Am I going to be a criminal or something? No, the Ivies had no problem educating criminals. It's much worse than that. You're going to be a woman. No! Aren't these marvelous seats? Have we ever been this close to the L.A. Phil? I cannot wait to see Gustavo Dudamel. He just conducts with so much energy and passion. Yes, he has really rejuvenated the classical music landscape. Is is that person carrying a gym bag? It's L.A., dear. People are much more casual about concert going here. Oh, good. He's starting. Oh my lord, they, they were right. Have you ever felt this much passion at the symphony? Never. Oh, I wasn't expecting Gustavo would generate this much wind. Right? Oh, my program. Uh, we'll get you another. Oh, my earrings. This seems like a bit much. Yeah, did you know he was such a force? People told me, but I wasn't going to give up these seats for anything. Well, watch out for that tuba. <laughs> did someone bring their cat to the symphony? God, some people... Ow, oh, 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 it's stuck to me. It's stuck to me. Can you pull it off the claws? Can you pull it off? Got it. Oh, I know. I saw someone wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yep. 
There he goes. Just get a dress shirt at Macy's. Hey, I paid for my ticket. I can wear what I love. There used to be a time that people got dressed up for a concert. It's not like the old days, darling. Attention theater goers. Please move to the cellars in an orderly fashion. Ugh, I hate people who leave early. Don't be mad. Some people pay their babysitters by the hour. Would you two be quiet? I'm trying to listen to the concert. Oh, we're so sorry. You should be. No, Vigo, he was hit by a flying bassoonist. Vigo, our seats, they're coming loose. Samantha, hold on. I don't know if I can. I'll always love you. Samantha. Damn you, Gustavo Dudamel. Damn you. Oh, darling, I was so worried. You know something? The acoustics in this theater, there are actually no bad seats. Huh. Welcome back to the final edition. This is Ben Kirshner. Today we have a very special guest. On a recent podcast, famed comedian Billy Crystal revealed that he is working on turning his 1992 directorial debut, Mr. Saturday Night, into a Broadway musical. Today we have the producer of that musical, Charlie Glitz. Good to be here, Ben. Is that your real name, Charlie Glitz? It sure is, Benjamin. Glitz means glamour. Now, Mr. Glitz, I have to ask, where did you get the idea to turn Mr. Saturday Night into a musical? Well, my little Kreplach, I have a very tried and true method of telling what will be a great Broadway musical. And it's a big secret. Well, okay, if you're not going to share it with us here tonight. Okay, you talked me into it. I reach into a bin of VHS tapes from the late 80s and early 90s, and whatever comes out, that's a musical. Well, that seems a little risky. How do you know that the movie you picked will work as a musical? I don't. But the biggest hits on Broadway are movie adaptations. Shrek, Lion King, Billy Elliot, Newsies. When I pulled dirty, rotten scoundrels out of the bin, people said I was nuts. They said, Glitz, you're nuts. No, you know, I know some people who talked about seeing that one, but... At least those other musicals felt like... Musicals? Yeah. Mr. Saturday Night can be a fun musical, too. Watch Buddy Young Jr. as he sings his way into your heart while alienating his daughter, his brother, and the audience. Okay, well, what other movies are you adapting? We have a lot of great projects in the works. Alien vs. Predator, the musical. The Addams Family Values, the musical. Lawrence of Arabia, the musical. Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah, but we only had the second tape of the set, so it's just the stuff after the intermission. The musical. And of course, we have Carousel, the movie. The musical. Mr. Glitz, Carousel is already a musical. In fact, the movie is adapted from a musical. That one's for the musical fans, buddy. A real Inside Musicals musical. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of plans, but who writes these musicals for you? Who writes? Who cares? People pay top dollar to be reminded of the 90s. No one ever went broke selling nostalgia to millennials. Well, this all seems hackneyed and disingenuous. But I loved the Addams Family values as a kid, and I cannot wait to see it with all the pageantry of Broadway. Any parting words? When it comes to having ideas, remember... Be kind. Rewind. Well, this has been an enlightening look at the Broadway of today with renowned producer Charlie Glitz. Now stay tuned for some droll and thoughtful entertainment. Just kidding. Let's end with a dick joke. Barry? Why does Donald Trump hate live theater? Because he can never give anyone a big hand. Tremendous. 
Need to measure some angles and want them to be perfect? Then come on down to Pax Tractors Pro Protractors. Hi, I'm Pax Tractor, the owner of Pax Tractors Pro Protractors. I'm a fourth generation tractor and protractors are my life. No matter what angle you need to attack, Pax Tractors Pro Protractors can get you measuring like a pro. Our protractors track out and each protractor is backed by our lifetime guarantee factor. We have a real knack at measuring angles and you can too. Need to measure a 90 degree angle? Don't be whack. Pax Tractors Pro Protractors got that in the sack. 180 degrees? That's something we don't lack. Pax Tractors Pro Protractors can measure all the angles. 10 degrees, 20 degrees, 30 degrees, 40 degrees, 45 degrees, 50 degrees, 67 degrees, 76 degrees, but not 80 degrees. <laughs> Just kidding. We can do 80 degrees, 81 degrees, 82 degrees, 84 degrees, 85 degrees, 86 degrees, 87 degrees, 88 degrees, and 89 degrees. Need lots of angles? Buy a pack. We have protractors filled on our racks. Like Nick Lachey, we even have 98 degrees, 100 degrees, 110 degrees, 120 degrees. Please, we even have 121 degrees, 130 degrees, 145 degrees, 150 degrees, 160 degrees, 170 degrees, and 179 degrees. Don't believe me? Then ask my sister, Jackie Zach Tractor. I'm Jackie Zach Tractor and not an actor. Want to measure over 180 degrees? Don't be a hack. Buy a sack of Pax Tractors Pro Pro Tractors. Then you can measure 190 degrees, 200 degrees, 207 degrees, 219 degrees, 222 degrees, 230 degrees. 240 degrees, 251 degrees, 268 degrees, 280 degrees. But what about 270 degrees? Don't talk smack. Of course we can do that. At Pax Tractors Pro Pro Tractors, we'll pick up the slack with 270 degrees, 271 degrees, 271 degrees, 273 degrees, 274 degrees, and the rest. With Pax Tractors Pro Pro Tractors, you can go all the way to 360 degrees. Our Pro Tractors don't crack. Buy 10 and get a plaque. Once you go Pax Tractors Pro Protractors, you'll beg to come back. That's a fact. Pax Tractors Pro Protractors. They, they also, also come, come in, in black. black. We will be back right after this. Thank you so much. Hi, welcome back to the final edition Radio Hour and Segment C, our regular comedy, comment and critique corner. My guest today is Jeff Chrysler, co-producer of a new album from the final edition in conjunction with the National Lampoon. Are there any triggers here tonight? Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Tony. It's great to be here. Even though you are not here, but 70-odd miles away. You know, folks, although Jeff and I have co-produced almost 200 episodes of the Final Edition Radio Hour over the last four years, thanks to the miracle of the internet and remote collaboration, we've never actually laid eyes on each other. I think it's better that way. Don't you, Jeff? Well, yes. I mean, in the future, everyone will have 15 minutes of not seeing each other. Yes, indeed. So, Jeff, tell us, um, how did Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight come about? What are you talking about, Tony? You were on the group email. Yes, I know how it came about, but they don't. Our listeners? Oh, right. I forget about the listeners sometimes because they never write, they never call, they never rate, review or share our stuff. Anyway, basically, it's a lot of math. See, we pretty much make an album every week with these shows, but I'd say 99% of our stuff is kind of crap. Rate, review and share. So if there's just 1% of 200 shows, that's about two shows. So we took that gold and said, let's sell it. 
What? what? That, that's that's not... What are, you, what are you talking about? Okay, fine, fine. Most of our stuff is great. In fact, all of our stuff is great. In fact, we decided to do an album, and we actually had too much good material. Then, if you remember, you and I started focusing on this ongoing commentary about safe spaces and trigger warnings and how comedy can't offend anyone, and there was a Charlie Hebdo incident and protests, and we just looked at everything happening in the world and in comedy, and we found our voice. We found what this album could be about. Our setups, our bits, the continuity, the whole thing sort of came together from that, and it is what it is. Well, I think that's a magnificent statement of what Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight um, stands for and contains. So why don't we get down to brass tacks, as it were. What would you say are your favorites, your personal favorites on the album from the final edition of the National Lampoon? The album being Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? The title is indeed Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight, yes. The the album that's available on CD Baby iTunes and thefinaledition.com. That very one. Uh, I happen to love the Isis is not gay sketch. Okay, well, let's listen to Isis is not gay. Hello, we are the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Some people call us ISIS. But you shouldn't. You should call us the Islamic State because we are all Muslims from now on. Don't look at those other Muslims. And whatever you do, don't call us ISIS. And don't call us gay. We are not gay. We are proud kings of the entire Muslim world, no matter what the entire Muslim world says. We are every Muslim united against the United States. Except right now, we are all Muslims united against other Muslims. But forget those other Muslims. Especially the women. Just call us the entire Islamic State. And don't call us the Islamic State of Abu and Rahman. We are more than just two guys. Two guys who hang out with each other and hate women and are not gay. Don't call us gay. Do not call us the gay Islamic state of two gay guys having the gay sex. What we do is not sex. It is training. Innocent, naked training. So, to summarize, we are all Muslims, so do not believe all those other Muslims who say we are not. And we are not repressed gay men who are cutting off the heads instead of masturbating each other. Though we are also masturbating each other. It is training. So, Jeff, what actually appeals to you about this, uh, other than the fact that it might get you killed? That is one of the appealing things about it, to be honest. I think it's fantastic to poke a stick directly in the eye of the most vile of anti-satire organizations out there. And the only way to deal with them is satirically, don't you think? I believe so, because, you know, laughing at people is, as we've discussed in many others, the best way to bring them down. And it certainly worked for Charlie Hebdo. So what else do you like on the album? Uh, I like the piece that's uh, sort of about American ISIS, the New York Police Department. So we're saying that the New York Police Department is similar to ISIS? Well, I would say it's not really, but it seemed like a nice you know, way but to tie But is that because they're not gay? or It's because they have a certain strict set of standards by which they expect other people to behave in relation to themselves. Well, I can't disagree with that. Let's take a listen to the... PSA for the NYPD. This is a public service announcement from the New York City Police Department. Nationwide, young black men are 21 times more likely to be killed than young white men during police stops. Yet, despite this grave danger, people still risk publicly pointing out that young black men are 21 times more likely to be killed than young white men during police stops. This is just the kind of thing that gets young black men killed during police stops. If you are tempted to criticize police for stop-and-frisk policies, shooting unarmed civilians, and arrest quotas that many people say exist despite overwhelming evidence that they exist, please remember, most police officers are good at their jobs. But the New York City Police Union representative Pat Lynch is basically a child. So, when you're on the road, or at a protest rally, or just sitting around at home where you don't think anyone can hear you, please resist the urge to criticize police. Remember, one critical remark can change your life. 
And that's all that's going to change. Well, I think I've already got a pretty good idea of your opinion of the NYPD, Jeff. So let's just go right along to um, your third and last favorite piece from the album, Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? Well, keeping everything in the same sort of vein, like a thematic thing, you've got ISIS, you've got gay sex, you've got American authority and security. I happen to love the piece we did after the CIA admitted that they forced anal feedings in order to get information from people that were starving themselves, and it was called Shea Rectal. Shea Rectal, yes. Um, You do seem to have a sort of focus here on gayness. Authority and butts. I like authority butts, and I cannot lie. I see. Well, well, okay, very well. Then let's listen to and lap up, as it were, Shea Rectal. Oh, this does look like a fancy restaurant. How did you hear about it? It's the restaurant that the CIA opened to prove that their practice of forced rectal feeding was not torture. So, all the food goes up your butt? Come on, just try it. The website I saw gave it two thumbs up. Way up. My friend ate here. Well, technically, he didn't eat. Hmm. Did he recommend anything? Yes. Stay away from the swordfish. Ah, here we go. Welcome to Shea Rectal. Do you have a reservation? Uh, no, we don't. No problem. We can squeeze you in. It's what we do. (laughs) Ah, table for two right over here. Please sit down while you still can. Um, I'll have what she's having. (laughs) Honey, I'm sure they've heard it all. We don't mind. If our customers can take it, so can we. The wine list is there on the back page of your menu, under rectal hydration. Honey, white or red? Oh, it all comes out red. If you're adventurous, you might order a carafe. (sighs) Water's fine. I think we'll go straight to dinner. As you wish. Although, before your main entree, we do recommend having a tossed salad. Oh, I'll go for that. But of course. Oh, oh my. Oh, yes. Oh, oh God, that is good. Oh, yes. Wait, what, what's that in your hand? Uh, uh, ground pepper. Ow! Oh, oh, Jesus! That's enough. That's enough. Well, honey, you've got to try this. I'll uh, have the soup. Thank you. Oh, oh, ooh! Careful, it's hot. And what would Madam like for the main course? You know, I could never stomach the thought of frog's legs, but here, stomach has nothing to do with it. I'll try them. And I'll have the lobster tail. Uh, 16 ounces good. A 20 ounce is better. Ah, what the hell? 20 ounce it is. Here you go. Oh, god damn it. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no, please. Oh, waiter, can I get some melted butter, please? But of course, here we are. Oh, Oh, oh my, yes. That's, oh, that's much better, thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, yes. Honey, how are the frog legs? Oh, oh, oh! Hey, they, they, they feel like chicken. Baked potato, anyone? Uh, mashed, please. Uh, Do you have risotto? (laughs) I hope you folks save room for dessert. We have cheesecake. You know what? I am full. Sweetie, split it with me? Honey, you always say the cheesecake goes straight to your butt. Oh, hey! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we're done here. And how was everything? I know you say it's not torture, but we're ready to confess. 
we were both planning to bomb JFK Airport. Airport. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what the hell? Both of them. But of course. Hello, and welcome back to the final edition Radio Hour and Segment C, our comedy comment and critique corner. My guest today is Tony Hendrick, co-producer of a new album from the final edition in conjunction with the National Lampoon, Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? It's now on sale wherever good albums are found. Tony, welcome. It's great to still be here. I mean that quite literally. That's good to hear, Tony. You've got a lot of great satire left in you. Uh, Now, Tony... We've been listening to my take on the new album from the final edition in conjunction with the National Lampoon, but now it's time to get yours. And I'd say the question on everyone's earbuds is, what the hell does this new album have to do with the National Lampoon? Well, the National Lampoon, as is probably common knowledge, was for some 20 years run into the ground and under it by a sequence of morons and criminals. And it ended up in a very bad place, putting its name on absolutely grade C straight-to-video movies, and even at one point having a comedy cruise in the Caribbean. So when it was taken over by its current proprietors, one of their first jobs and uh, obligations, they felt, was to rebrand the National Lampoon, or refurbish the brand, if you prefer, and try to get it back to where it was in its glory years. And the only difficulty with that was that they had no creative content providers, as we are called, And at the same time, I had approached them to revive a show which I produced in the 70s called Lemmings, and it just seemed like good timing that the two of us, the National Lampoon and the Final Edition, should start working together. So it's also quite logical that since the National Lampoon needs creative content to rebuild itself, and creative content which is commensurate with that which we did back in the glory days 40 years ago, it also seemed natural that they would become co-producers and co-presenters with us on this album. So that's why it says, National Lampoon presents the final editions. Are there any triggers here tonight? And it can truly be said, since I was one of the original editors of the National Lampoon, that this is material which, in my opinion, is every bit as good as the material we produced back then. I think you are right. That was our attempt, and all along the final edition, I've joined up so that we could have that spirit. Hopefully our next album can be called the final edition in conjunction with Van Wilder presents <laughs> stuff that never should air. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, this is really superb. This album, Are There Any Triggers Tonight? I am very proud of it. Could you tell me uh, some of your favorites from the album? Well, yes, I have actually many favorites, but um, a couple of my favorites on the first side, which offends this small Ohio college at which we are purportedly appearing, is possibly the more genial of the three sides, as we call them, and yet it still triggers all kinds of horrible feelings on their part and and a very negative reaction, which is in itself hilarious. So here's a couple of uh, items that I particularly like from this side. One is the Bernie Sanders sex tape. Let's play it. A scandal has hit Bernie Sanders after video emerged of Sanders more than 40 years ago starring in a pornographic movie. The 1973 one-reeler was called Vermont Me, You Vixen, billed as, quote, the film that leaves you screwed, blued, and Jewed. Sanders was characteristically forthright talking to reporters about the film. I insisted my female co-stars make the same pay I did. 
And I made sure even the fluffer got health care. In the movie, Sanders went by the show business name Rock Hard. But see if you can spot a young Bernie Sanders finding his voice in this clip. I am so horny here in Vermont, real maple syrup no longer satisfies me. Who could that be? Hello, I have come to deliver your pizza. And although you and I have never met and perhaps have basic areas of disagreement on sex positions and doing anal, we might have common ground in our mutual horniness and our desire to reform the corporate tax system. And maybe, just maybe, we can bang. Oh, baby, if I take out my giant titties and muss your hair, do you promise never to comb it for the rest of your life? I will make and keep. That promise. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Keep your okay. sweater on. Oh. Yeah. I have come. And now I must make you come. Equally. Yeah. Oh, here I go. Oh. I am experiencing enormous pleasure from this encounter. Free health care. Oh, yes. <laughs> this condom was free. It is government issued. Tony, what is it that you like best about that? Is it taking down of... Uh, Bernie Sanders as a pure figure, or is it just old people having sex? Um, well, of course, he's not um, hes not old in this. this. This was from 40 years ago, so he would be in his 30s, and therefore presumably a rambunctious young stud always at the ready. But what I like about it is that his, uh, his whole demeanor is, is exactly as he is now. And I believe, even back then, that Bernie Sanders would, had he done a sex tape, sound and speak exactly like this. Well, I, I consider this less satire than historical record. What is your next exactly. What is your next favorite piece? Well, my next favorite and this is obviously because I have a great deal of Irish in this in this aging frame is really my favorite on this side, which is Abby Parker's quite brilliant parody of Enya. I'm going to be honest with you, Tony. I think this is one of the dumber pieces on our album, and I mean that in the best of ways. It is just so I can't it's let's just play it. Celtic Winds is proud to present this St. Patrick's Day, Enya. Singing the classic songs of Ireland, don't you know? Hear her transform songs like Danny Boy. And it's a long way to Tipperary. As well as old favorites like Old Mare's Arse. Forgive me, Father, I had a wee bit too much to drink the other night. Fiddlesticks! Away with you! Where's your sack of potatoes? And oh, foggy bum. Get your tickets today. Tony, that was that was very moving. It is moving, is it not? It's uh, some of the most beautiful Celtic music I've ever heard. It reaches me right to my fundaments. That's disgusting. And I think it's a good time to point out, like, I think it was true with my choice of Shea Rectal. Our stuff, we're not preaching. Yes, we have some points to make, but we are sort of absurd and ridiculous. And I think nothing shows that better than Enya singing the Irish classics. 
Indeed. And uh, do you have a final piece that we can try to fit into this Well, this is self-serving in the degree that I actually wrote this piece, but I think this is one of the best pun titles I've ever come up with. It is uh, called Copophilia, and it is a trailer for a television series about a particular kind of cop. Play it. Coming this fall from all three networks, it's Copophilia, yet another searing drama about Americans' crazy, doomed, but unending love affair with cops. James Franco stars as Officer Lou Stiggy Stiglitz, yet another bipolar, sociopathic, trigger-happy, but always endearing cop who strews bullet-riddled corpses, ruined lives, and routine injustices in his wake the way a snake sheds skins, and always comes out smelling like an endearingly battered, weak-old rose. Hey, officer, how can I have a career in law enforcement? Get your hands on the car, you fucking dirtbag. What you got in your pocket? A fucking gun? He's got a fucking gun! No! No! Uh, you you put it there! Ah! Mommy! Mommy! Good job, Stiggy. Keep these numbers up. You'll make lieutenant. Like you say, Captain, forget the law. It's all about enforcement. Copophilia, the series that brings you the heartwarming inside story of the brave men and occasional deluded female who 24-7, 365 are ready and willing to put their lives on the line for one another. I saw you plant that gun on the kids, Diggy. I'm going to IA. Tell you how it works, Cadet Cody. One of us kills a perp, sugar. We all kill the motherfucker. Ever hear about the one rotten apple in the barrel? Yeah, and you're it. That ain't the way it is, sweetie. One good apple in the barrel spoils it for the rest of us apples. One good apple in the barrel is a fucking rat. Jesus, you just shot her in cold blood. Uh Uh-uh, motherfucker. You did. Copophilia, the show that brings you the enduring truth that any police force in any society embodies the darkest, cruelest, and stupidest prejudices that society harbors and whitewashes them so clean you love those boys and babes in blue. Excuse me, officer. Um, Can you tell me the way to the Statue of Liberty? I'm eating. Go fuck yourself. You know, you people are the same everywhere. Back home, we call you lot the filth. Get your fucking hands in the car, you limey faggot. What do you got in your pocket? Probably the gun you're about to put there. Bobby! Copophilia, yet another exciting, engrossing telenarcotic series from yet another craven network that brings you yet another flawed but lovable version of your own collective lizard brain. Cops, you gotta love them on Copophilia. Well, Tony, that was that was great. I think that uh, we've discovered some new themes. One is that we hope that the police. And Isis and Enya never hear our album. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that the, the use of triggers in this particular sketch is obviously the kind of triggers that we should really be warning people about. The 300 million triggers in this country with itchy fingers on them. So the trigger warnings seem pretty trivial compared to that. Well, yes. That may be a serious point, but satire does have a serious point. It does. Don't take us so seriously that you try to kill us. 
Or at least give us a trigger warning before you. Anyway, this was segment C, the comedy, comment, and critique corner of the final edition Radio Hour. Thank you, Jeff. Hi, welcome back to the final edition Radio Hour. I'm Tony Hedra. We're going to give you the opportunity now to do some comparative listening and play for you some classic tracks from the National Lampoon Radio Hour of 40 years ago, on which our satire is closely modeled, both in tone and content, and in the fact that it is satire read in tooth and claw. The Maple Leaf Megaphone Newsreel marches through customs into Canada and right back out again with nothing to declare. Banff, Alberta. And here in Western Canada's unspoiled Rocky Mountain playground, members of the sinister Canadian Nazi party meet in their annual rally. The strutting beige shirts gather to stage a book burning of Canadian authors' works, but call off their plans when not enough books can be found to start a fire. Would-be burners of possible books, the sinister Canadian Nazi party meeting in Banff, Alberta. Moose Factory, and blood stains the snow in this isolated subarctic community as Royal Canadian Mounties battle Eskimos after being sent to repossess an iron lung. Softened by lush living off the profits of their soap carvings, Moose Factory's Eskimo tribe had gone on an iron lung shopping spree. This tubercular 98-year-old Eskimo woman is dragged from her iron lung and out into the cold where she belongs. As husky dogs bark and a finance company representative adds up interest charges. Royal Canadian Mounties doing their duty as always in the blood-stained northern tundra. Ottawa. A moving spectacle unfolds in the Senate of the Canadian Parliament as attendants remove the venerable 104-year-old Senator Cornish Wallaby from the bench where he had sat undetected for the past 35 years. Listed as dead in Senate records, the grand old man of Canadian Parliament was discovered during the current recess by a cleaning lady. All Parliament Hill applauds the 104-year-old Senator Cornish Wallaby on his way to the ambulance. Canada's own Rip Van Winkle found fast asleep in the Senate. Toronto and 25 of Canada's greatest pro hockey stars arrive to match wits against retarded children in a charity spelling bee. Thousands of eager Torontonians strain to catch a glimpse of their favorite players and it's Stanley Cup tension as competition gets underway. Our Maple Leaf Megaphone Newsreel camera catches the concentration on the faces of the contestants and the disappointment as all 25 of Canada's greatest pro hockey stars lose out in the qualifying rounds. Little Jimmy is a happy mongoloid and a champion speller. Pro hockey stars lose out to retarded children in a charity spelling bee. Nova Scotia and Canadian Department of Transport icebreakers prepared to embark on another vital mission to try and find the province of Newfoundland, missing in the fog-shrouded Atlantic wastes for more than 15 years. 
previous expeditions have had to turn back empty-handed. But hope runs high that this time, Canada's 10th and newest province will be located at last. Rescue ships setting to sea in search of the missing province of Newfoundland. Kamloops, British Columbia, and the Lord Tweedsmuir Games, featuring North America's third largest indoor checkers tournament, are interrupted by the appearance of a strange furry creature known in legend as the Sasquatch Monster. Our Maple Leaf Megaphone newsreel camera catches a fleeting glimpse of the half-human, half-animal beast as children run and dogs bark hysterically. But order is quickly restored as officials discover that the Sasquatch Monster is only Miss Kamloops for 1974. A happy ending to a moment of panic at the Lord Tweedsmuir Games in Kamloops, British Columbia. The Maple Leaf Megaphone Newsreel marches through customs into Canada and right back out again with nothing to declare. And now, the National Lampoon Radio Hour is proud to present the sensational comedy of Dr. Andrew Tillman, cardiologist. Take that Hippocratic Oath, please. I would have taken it myself, but I'm no hypocrite. Moving right along, I want to tell you, students, that a funny thing happened to me on my way to the operating table. A nurse came up to me and said, Doctor, how many sutures are we going to need for this operation? I said, Nurse, suit yourself. Now take my patient, please. He told me that he was very frightened because this was his first operation. I told him I know just how he feels, because it's my first operation, too. But seriously, students, this patient may not have been born in this hospital, but he sure is dying here. No kidding, though. Before this operation is over, if I don't run out of patients, I'll have him in stitches. We close our broadcasting day as usual with Nat Lamp onto my feet. Tonight's inspirational message will be delivered by the Reverend Otto A. Brown. In these troubled times, when problems like political corruption, unemployment, mental illness, racial strife, and the breakup of the family seem to be ever on the increase, when one war is no sooner ended than another begins in some other part of the globe, when sometimes we get up in the morning and feel that we look out on a sea of hate which threatens to engulf everything worth saving in this tired old world of ours, in times like these, it is more important than ever that we prepare a place in our hearts where the peace and loving kindness of our Savior can enter in. Love thy neighbor, Jesus said. And we know that he meant by that not just the fellow who lives literally next door to you, but all our neighbors all around the world, whether they're black, white, or yellow rich or poor, male or female, old or young, long hair or short hair. For how are we going to achieve the happiness and prosperity we're all striving for if we turn against one another with hate instead of love in our hearts? If we are going to preserve any hope for lasting peace in the world, we must learn to live in harmony with all races, colors, and creeds whether Catholic, Protestant, Baptist, Communist, Atheist, Hindu, all except the Jews. Because, let's face it, the Jews killed Christ 
They killed him, just the same as if they had murdered him, and we can never forgive them for it. And now, thanking you for listening, this is the Reverend Ottaway Brown saying, God bless you, and good night. That's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jim Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2014. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.